Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we'll be talking about all the events and updates from June 18th, 2020. And we are going to start off with the British royal family. Today was the very first international official visit um, held by a European royal, Um, and it wasn't an outgoing visit, but today Emmanuel Macron, who is the president of France, um, visited the United Kingdom to mark the 80th anniversary of the um, appeal of General de Gaulle, who... um, was a French general um, who was exiled to the UK. Um, And so he made an appeal live on radio to um, encourage his countrymen to fight back against the Germans in World War II. Um, And so there to host him for this uh, international visit was the Prince of Wales and Duchess of Cornwall, um, who received... uh, President Macron at their home, Clarence House. So they are, um, they've been back in London um, for a little while. Um, And so first Macron arrived to Clarence House, had a um, little greeting, of course, no shaking hands, anything like that, um, with Charles and Camilla. Um, And then he and Charles inspected the Royal Guard, which is traditional at literally any official visit that is done by. anybody, any head of state. Um, this happens everywhere. Um, and I found, I don't know why I found this interesting because I've seen Charles do things like this before. Um, but I think just with everything going on and, um, Queen Elizabeth is 94. Um, and maybe it's because I'm paying a lot of attention because it's my job. Um, Charles doing this is really obviously evident of what his future role is going to be as king. Um, And so I just really, truly appreciated that, and I saw that today. Um, So then um, they, uh, Macron and uh, Charles and Camilla, visited the King George VI and Queen Elizabeth Memorial at um, Clarence House, um, where Macron laid a wreath. And then next, there was an official ceremony at Carlton Gardens, um, where Macron and Charles both laid wreaths at the statue of General de Gaulle. Um, and so during the ceremony, um, President Macron actually presented the entire city of London with the Légion d'Honneur, um, which is the highest order of distinction for um, 
for France. Um, and so Charles actually accepted the order um, from Marcron, and the order was for their services um, during the war to assist the French. Um, and so Charles accepted the order, like I said, and French, he is fluent in French, so I was not surprised that he spoke in French, um, but he said, it gives me the utmost pleasure and pride to accept the Légion d'Honneur uh, on behalf of this city and this country and on behalf of all those who struggled for liberty and common cause with France, um, which was just, it was a very um, pomp and circumstancy event, which was nice to see. I also... <laughs> find it um very interesting i'll have to completely check my timeline but i believe marcron is actually the last person that royals met with um when king felipe and queen letizia were there um on march were in france on march 11th before they went into lockdown the other possibility is that king willem alexander and queen maxima were on a um state visit to indonesia so i don't know which one happened when i think it's actually now that i'm thinking about it king willem alexander and queen maxima finished their indonesia trip on like the 13th of march um but anyway, Marcron is one of the last people to interact with any royal um, outside of the soil that the royal is from. Um, so I found that really interesting. And then um, Emmanuel Marcron was also able to speak with Queen Elizabeth by phone today to um, mark the occasion of the 80th anniversary. Um, oh, wow, that was so much time on Charles and the French visit, um, and there's still a good bit to go. Guys, this might actually be a long podcast. <laughs> um, so also today, the Duchess of Cambridge hosted an assembly um, for school children in partnership with Oak National Academy, which is an online video library that has been created, um, that was created in April of this year to help supplement um, online Learning um, so help to help supplement education um, for kids who are homeschooling and might need additional assistance or anything like that. Um, so the assembly that Kate participated in was focused on um, kindness everywhere we go, um, and so she started out by talking about, um, and this was put to a child's level, but she talked about you know the fact that. Sometimes when we are overwhelmed with different kinds of emotions, we aren't always the nicest of people. Um, and so she wanted to focus on um, ways we can show kindness around our lives. Um, and it was just like very cute, very wholesome. Um, the whole thing I think is like, 13 minutes long. It's not very long at all, but she's speaking with school children. She does her introductory speech um, and then speaks with kids at a school about how they've been showing kindness. Um, and it's just really adorable. And like, if Kate didn't uh, marry into this family that comes with a job, um, I can see her doing something long-term with kids. Like, she just is so good at it. Um, 
And so it was a very cute event, and this is what um, I knew was happening yesterday. They had released, like, kind of some snippets, but I wanted to talk about it today when the full event was um, unveiled. Um, And so with that, we are actually going to move on to Norway because Belgium, Denmark, and the Netherlands had no events today. Norway, Crown Prince Akun presided over the opening of the new main library in Oslo. Um, So the library was opened today, 87 years after the first main library was opened by King Akun VII, um, who is the great-grandfather to Crown Prince Akun. Um, and so this is a new building, um, very modern, has lots of different, um, options available. So like, obviously there's books as is traditional, um, but they also have equipment that you can rent. Um, so this library has a podcast studio. Now I need to move to Norway because my podcast studio is an office and you guys hear my dog all the time because she gets jealous when I talk to, um, the microphone. So that's fun. Um, (laughs) I need to rent a podcast studio. Um, and it, it has like other things like if the translation is right, like, um, building equipment, like drills and saws and things like that. Um, which is awesome. Um, so it's a very great library, um, and it's right in the um, city's cultural center. So it's directly across the street from the um, like the opera house, um, and it was just a really great event that obviously like really brings together communities. Libraries are great for bringing together communities when they're open the way they're supposed to be. Um, so like I. Like I've talked about before, Norway is, if you're in the States, Norway is very much ahead of us in terms of reopening. Um, They've been reopened for like a month and a half to maybe almost two months at this point. Um, They opened up pretty much right after Easter. Um, So they're almost back to like new normal. There wasn't a whole lot of, um, I mean, there was adequate distancing, but not, you know, the six feet distancing happening, um, at this, at this opening. Um, and so the the library is open. My local library is not open. It has just opened where you can pick up your books through a drive-through window, um, which is great, but it's not the community center that it can be. Um, and so that is what was going on. That is one of the things that was going on in Norway. The second thing I'm going to struggle through talking about, um, just because I try very hard to keep a lot of my opinions to myself. And this isn't one of those situations. Um, but okay. So Akun also had a video conference this morning, um, which was a conversation about the work against racism and discrimination. And so the reason I'm 
struggling to find words to talk about this is because of course he did. Um, I live in the country with the problem, right? I live in the country that has set off this international need for a conversation. And of course, the crown prince of Norway is having this conversation when my country isn't. So royalty are really, and this is not a political issue whatsoever. I hate when it's branded that way. Um, but it is perceived by some as a political issue and not a human rights issue. And so royalty are really not supposed to take stands on this. Um, and yet, you know, Norway recognizes that it's a human rights issue. And yet my country, we're all still fighting back and forth about if it's, (laughs) if black lives should matter Versus all lives mattering. That's the conversation that's still happening in America. Um, And so I'm just impressed and frustrated with my own country, my own countrymen, my own government. um, In a way that this has brought to the forefront more than I expected. Um, So I am very happy to see that Crown Prince Akun took this on took this conversation and knowing the way he's been having these conversations really spent time and delve into the work, um, that is happening from the representatives that he talked to. Um, so props to him. Sorry for my soapbox. Um, and then another thing that I wanted to address you guys so long. I'm so sorry. Um, So also today it was announced that Norway has secured a seat, a temporary seat on the United Nations Security Council. Um, So if you'll remember a couple of days ago, I was talking about their campaign for the Security Council and I didn't understand what that meant. Um, And I've done some further research. And so basically there is a revolving... um, opening of seats for a year term on the Security Council. So there are permanent members, but then there are also um, temporary members. And Norway was um, participating in one of those um, campaigns. And so they did get a seat for the 2021 and 2022 year. So that term. So they will be temporarily seated on the United Nations Security Council. And um, Akun was actually, like, the royal um, leading that charge. So that is just really, really exciting um, for him and the country as a whole. Um, And so now we are going to move on to Spain, where I will probably talk just as long.
Um, so this morning, King Felipe had um, two video calls with cultural organizations. So the first was with um, representatives from the Queen Sophia Museum of Art, um, which is actually named for Felipe's mother, uh, who was the Queen of Spain at the time, um, Queen Sophia. Um, and then he also had conversations with uh, cultural organizations throughout the region of Valencia, um, where he was talking about their experience with reopenings of things and um, going forward. Um, and so, you know, video calls, kind of normal. That's where I expected the day to end. Um, I missed the days of the Spanish royal house announcing their agenda. Maybe someday soon it will happen. My guess is when the tour of Spain happens, they'll release an agenda or not. Um, we'll find out. Um, so later in the evening, I was surprised by this. Um, King Felipe and Queen Letizia attended the launch of the new tourism campaign for Spain, um, which is called Spain for Sure. Um, the event was held at the National Prado Museum, um, which is like the museum in Spain. Um, it's the one everyone talks about. Um, the Queen Sofia is another one, though. Um, but Prado has a lot of work uh, from Velázquez and Goya. Um, it, so much, work, so many historical pieces at the Prado. Um, but anyway, they were there for the um, premiere of the new tourism video um, that is going out, which I actually have linked in the website, thedailyroyal.com, so you can check it out there. Um, but it includes a lot of um, famous, uh, world-known names um, from of Spanish people. So Rafa Nadal, um, Pau Gasol, Chef Jose Andres, um, who runs um, an incredible, like, um, it's called the World Kitchen, and it's just an incredible organization that does so much work for, like, anti-hunger initiatives, um, and he's a renowned chef. He's also a fantastic chef, um, and so it just had a lot of, like, people talking about visiting Spain, um, so it seems like Spain has picked a way that they are going to try and rebuild their economy. They're going to stick with what they're good at um, and really make sure people know that it is safe to go to Spain. Um, I wish <laughs> I was in a position to travel. Um, if I was, I would be going to Spain this year. Um, that is one of the first trips I plan on making um, as soon as I am able to travel just financially. Um and so I believe it's safe to go to Spain. Um, and so I, I enjoyed this video. I enjoyed the fact that uh, Felipe and Letizia are getting behind this. Um, they did also wear red, which is like the international color for Spain. Um, so at events like this, you'll often see Felipe and Letizia both wearing some version of red. So Felipe is always in a red tie um, and Letizia is always in some kind of red dress. Um, and so it's just, you know, really great to see them doing this. Um, and uh, Felipe's speech was really great. You know, he he spoke towards the very end um, because obviously life is moving on, right? Um, 
And so he spoke towards the very end about how, while yes, life is moving forward, we are not ignoring the past and the things that have happened as a result of the pandemic. So basically he said, we are moving forward because we have to, but we are not forgetting about the people that have lost their lives to this virus. Um, And so I just think that it's important that he recognizes that. I hope he doesn't always feel obligated to recognize that. Um, Just because that's like a sad thing. Um, But maybe he will. And, you know, that just shows me that he loves his country and his countrymen. Um, And so with that little event from Spain, we are going to now move on to Sweden. There were no new events in Sweden. However, we were graced with another new photo of Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel to mark their um, 10th anniversary, which is um, June 19th. So depending on when you're listening to this, it's either today or it's already passed um, because this will go out um, on the 19th. And so this picture, I can't figure out where it was taken, but it's in like a foresty looking place. Um, Victoria is in this amazing, amazing dress that is like floral, but neutral colored with floral design. Um, It just is the epitome of a fairy tale picture. (laughs) It's just perfect. Um, And so with all these pictures in things from them. They put out videos today, um, of like highlights of the night before their wedding and the, their wedding itself. Um, and so now I, they have set the bar very high tomorrow. And if they don't put anything out, I'm going to be so disappointed. Um, and so on that note, we are going to end this podcast. Um, and we will pick back up on Monday with a rundown of all the events from the weekend. Um, I do expect to see some pretty exciting things as we have some anniversaries that are all on the 19th. Um, so obviously Victoria and Daniel's 10th anniversary, um, King Felipe has been King of Spain for six years as of the 19th. Um, And then Queen uh, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia have also been married. Um, It's their wedding anniversary on the 19th as well. Um, So we've got lots of things coming up anniversary-wise, so I would expect something tomorrow, uh, something um, big for the podcast on Monday. Um, We'll see how all of these royal families celebrate their anniversary events. Um, And so with that, I will talk to you all on Monday. Thanks for hanging in there through this podcast. I know I went off on a few tangents, um, but hopefully they were valuable in some way or another. Um, And so with that, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.